Hi there, I'm Bart and this is Tech in Seoul. Tech in Seoul is the first podcast on tech and startups in Korea. In partnership with La French Tech, we meet startup founders, entrepreneurs, investors, VCs, and other players of the local and international tech industry. Thank you for listening, and we hope that you will enjoy this podcast. Hello. So um, I'm with um, Anya Montoya and Lucia Lacuesta, right? Co-founders at Eki. Hi. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you too. And thanks for thanks for uh, joining us today. Uh, so my first question will be very simple. What is Eki? So Eki is a gamified app for sex education, in which users can learn in a self-taught and fun way, and helping to break the taboo that is currently here on sexuality from their intimacy. So the, the platform is adapted to the age and the needs of each uh, student and another, the knowledge gap that the current education uh, and online resources is not covering. And through a diagnostic test, uh, we identify what the user does and does not know from a range of sexuality topics and relationship education topics. And based on the results, we recommend a, a personalized curriculum. Okay, so is it for, for all ages or what, what age does it start and what age does it finish? So at the moment, due to the, to the restrictions of the Korean government, like we cannot access, like uh, people under 19 years old, they cannot access to explicit content. So the age that we are targeting right now is from 19 to 26 year old, years old. Uh, and that's it, both men and women, although we know that our early adopters are women at the moment. Also from, from 19 up, right? Um, okay, okay, yeah. because my, my understanding was that it was for like kids and, uh, and uh, uh, teenagers. Um, um, so is that, a, is that a, a target that you, you plan also in the future or not? As for Korea, yes. I mean, um, obviously, we would love to um, have access or to educate as well uh, younger people. But again, due to these restrictions, um, that is the age that we said. Also, that the um, average age of the first sexual experience here in Korea for women, it is 23 years old and for men, 20. So the average age will be 21. And when they start experiencing more um, sexual related situations, it is when they go to college. So whenever uh, normally young people have like doubts, it is around 19 years old. You know, that's why we have this um, age target. Okay, okay. I was I was really expecting younger age, but I understand the, the local restrictions. Um, so uh, you guys are not Korean, where are you from? Spain, the best country. The, the best country in Spain, both of you? Mm-hmm. So yeah. how, how come, We're both how, from the same city. Okay. So how come you guys, um, uh, well, come to Korea and uh, think about uh, starting a, an app on sex education? What is, the, what is your story? So we are part of um, the network of entrepreneurs of the Mondragon Team Academy. Um, so we are in our last year of a university degree that is called uh, International Leadership, Entrepreneurship and Innovation. And it's an alternative educational model in which we don't have exams nor teachers, 
but we learn about entrepreneurship by having to create our own startups in, in with a multicultural team. So it's an educational model uh, that was born from a Finnish model and uh, that it was learning by doing and the cooperatives and business model of the Mondragon Corporation that it's in the Basque country. And yeah, that's, that's what brought us here basically. Okay, so you choose Korea for your um, uh, for this program, right? So you choose to move there, um, but then still, what is the connection between Korea and launching uh, the sex education app? Is it like did you did you feel like there is a need, a local need, or does it just happen that you're based there and that's the first country you want to launch, or is there some other reason? Yeah. So, um, like Anya said, we we have uh, been working with multicultural teams, and many of our colleagues are Korean, mm -hmm. uh, both male and female. So, actually, we started this uh, project together with another uh, woman called Jeji, that she's Korean. She's uh, currently working with us as well. And so, since we were since at the beginning, since we started the the program, we've been talking a lot about this kind of topics. And she was always very concerned and she was always um, very aware of like the differences um, that we had in many perspectives. And also I think that how taboo the topic was here because we consider that um, there is a general lack of sex education, not only in Korea, but in the whole world. Like we suffer from that lack of sex education as well in our school, in our, in our country. But it is true that the topic it is not as taboo. So I'm able to talk with my friends. I can talk with my parents about it, uh, although I don't receive the best sex education in school. So whenever we talk to her about this, um, she always wanted to... Um, create something on this. We were, we are very passionate about it. And we thought that Korea was the place, um, both because of this, the, the, it was very taboo and there was going to be a very big change if we were able to, to make this happen. And also obviously because it was the place that was coming with the, with the program itself. Okay. And um, where, where do you find the content or how do you produce the content for the app? We currently have a network of some sexologists that are helping us and, and giving us feedback. We do have a mentor in Spain who has more than 20 years of experience uh, providing uh, sex education. Um, but we are currently working on, um, uh, in, on including a sexologist or a sex therapist in our team. Uh, we're currently uh, recruiting. <laughs> okay. Uh, did you launch already the app already available or not yet? Not yet. Um, we are planning to, to launch by November and start uh, the beta prototype uh, development on July. And we're currently uh, creating and crafting uh, a, very, a more simple prototype in Figma and testing it also with users. Okay. And what is your business model? How are you, how are you going to make money? So currently we have a premium um, business model where basically users are able to um, access to the diagnostic test that I mentioned in the first lesson for free. And then whenever the user wants to advance, uh, he or she is asked to register to like a paid subscription option to obtain the remaining lessons and the one-on-one -on -one expert advice. So that would be a B2C. And then besides we would have also B2B in terms of um, another revenue stream would be advertisements 
partnering with companies that share our vision and have products related to sexuality or relationship education. So we will advertise those products in the lessons that they are related with. So for example, if they're having a lesson on self-pleasure, uh, we would partner with a sex play, uh, shop and we'll advertise their, their product. Okay, so uh, freemium, freemium plus um, advertising. Um, the yeah. content will be in Korean first then? Is that correct? Correct. Um, and how big is the team? How many people now? So we're four people. Uh, it's uh, Lucia and me, then this um, Korean girl that we mentioned and that she has a, a similar background like us uh, with this degree. And then we have another girl from Indonesia uh, who is uh, managing social media and, and creating the content. All, all located in Seoul? Yep. And so how do you finance your, your, your startup? Uh, are you bootstrapping? Did you raise money? So at the moment we are looking for funding, like we are, we are both uh, seeking for fundraising, government grants, and also private funding. Uh, and yes, we are, um, I mean, right now we are, it is true that we don't have like many costs. So we would need to raise money mainly for creating the prototype and start the development of the app. Okay. Did you already apply to some um, startup programs here in Korea? We have, yeah, we are doing it right now. There's um, some grants coming up. Yeah, the K uh, Grand Startup Challenge, for example. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. There's uh, other one from HBM Group, from FCN. Yeah, there's several. We're we're trying to get them all. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I asked you the question because it's uh, it's uh, something that people uh, uh, wonder about a lot, right? If they want to launch a startup in Korea, right? Uh, like, uh, what are the helps? What are the programs? How do you apply? Um, so you guys applied to a, a bunch of programs and you're still waiting for the answers. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Also for foreigners, it's a bit different because uh, there are not so many, many grants for, for, I mean, there are many grants, but um, most of them are in Korean. So either, you know, Korean or have to be established already here. So the good thing is that since we are working with our colleague uh, that she's Korean, she's able to apply to some of the grants that we couldn't if she was not there. Yeah, you need a, a Korean person in the team, right? Um, uh, yeah. For the, for the, for, to apply. Um, and you guys are on student visa or working visa? We're, We're on a student, student visa. visa, yeah. Okay, so you don't have to worry too much about the visa. Did you start the company already? Did you create a company? So we are working under an, an umbrella company here uh, from our degree. So um, with the team that we have in our degree, uh, we are 11 people and it works. We have an umbrella company that supports different startups. So there's other, for example, educational startups. And when um, we develop the app and we launch the, the prototype, then we will establish our own apart from it. But right now this is our, um, our support, let's say. Okay, so this umbrella company is registered in Seoul and is part of your um, of, of your program that you mentioned before, right? Uh, your global mm -hmm. program. Okay, mm -hmm. so there are other students here doing other companies and, and uh, under the same umbrella. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, I see. Um, so uh, right now you're trying to you're trying to uh, uh, get into a, a an accelerator, right, and to raise money. Mm -hmm. Did you already define like did do you already like have a business pitch and and do you do you already know how much you you want to raise? Right at the moment we are creating an IR deck, but we would be aiming for forty million one. That would be around thirty thousand euros. <laughs> To to yeah to start developing the the app have the app developed and maybe mainly that in marketing plan. And uh, so for now there is no um, uh, a salary for the founders, right? You 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 two are students, right? So you're still on the on the student program. The other two are students too. They are students too. Um, one of them, Tessa, uh, she is also working in another company. She's working in another company. So, but yeah, the moment we are not receiving any salary, we're just doing it. Um, yeah, I mean, we're devoting like everything that we have to make it happen so we can have it in the near future. But right now it's just like pure passion. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you have an office uh, is provided by, uh, from the university? Yes, we're currently in the Seoul Innovation Park in Bowang. Which is, uh, is it an accelerator? No, it's a park um, full of companies and uh, working spaces. It, are, are there already some apps or some uh, uh, websites uh, uh, um, handling this subject? Uh, do you have some competition or are you the first ones? So in regards to apps, uh, there's one called Aro that it's uh, specifically for Korean women. So sex education, but only for Korean women. For example, our difference would be that it would be for both. Uh, and there's also some offline uh, academies, uh, like courses, mm -hmm. um, but not that much of uh, internet resources that are specifically gathering all this information for Korean people as a whole. Okay. Um, so so um, you guys came to Korea how long ago? We came in November. November. Okay, so it's very recent. So what's your take on the, the Korean startup scene, the ecosystem? Is it easy to uh, uh, launch your business and to, uh, and to uh, uh, get the information about what to do and how to do it? Um, I think that there are many resources and many um, good, um, say, yeah, many, many good people willing to help, honestly. Like we were very surprised by how welcoming the whole Korean uh, startup scene was and, and yeah I think that it is you need someone local like um, it is fundamental obviously to have local people in your team not only to get to know the cultural background which is very different from the one that we have in Europe uh, but also to do very small things uh, from your daily day work life that and they are normal in Korean or you need a Korean bank account or a phone number, whatever it is. But yeah, it surprised us that it was very welcoming, um, the uh, Korean startup scene. Also that there are a lot of, uh, there is a lot of support and initiatives from the government and other uh, uh, public and private entities. So for example, in Spain, we do not have that much um, support for um, entrepreneurship and from the government and also a lot of uh, help for young people. Uh, so they, I think they are making a very big effort to, 
um, like uh, make the young people um, undertake new projects and innovate, and and that's very nice. So there, it is said that the Korean startup scene is mainly run by men, or at least that's what we have identified. When we were, for example, in the United States, we saw that a lot, there were a lot of uh, women representatives and uh, women entrepreneurs. We haven't seen that many here in Korea, but it is true that everyone has been like super willing to to help all the time. And um, so once the the hub the sorry once the app will be launched, um, how will you um, recruit new members? How will you promote your app? So currently we have a referral plan. Our idea is to uh, inside of the app have a referral plan where we people can uh, get referred to others. And, and that um, they can get like, for example, a free lesson or uh, a free module or full access to the app, et cetera. That is our idea. And at the beginning, I mean, we would honestly love it to be word of mouth. We don't know if it's going to be possible since, again, it is a very taboo topic. But we had some people recommending us that um, they could, it could be a word of mouth mainly between couples, for example since there is a lot more um, intimacy there in, in connection and they could, they could um, uh, advise, I mean, they could uh, yeah, recommend the app to others. But our first idea is to have a referral plan uh, in the app. Okay, but the referral plan works only when you have someone using the app, right? So you need to have your first users right. before you have the referral. Um, and the word of mouth is, um, uh, is, is still limited, right? Even if it's not a, a taboo topic, uh, word of mouth is not always enough. So uh, uh, do you think it will be possible to advertise for this kind of app and on what kind of uh, media? So we're planning on launching a crowdfunding on June and previously um, a landing page and from there uh, gathering our first beta testers. Uh, we would like to, before launching, having already uh, a community of people uh, that is with us giving us feedback and that could help us uh, start that little push and also uh, advise us on which would be the ways uh, of promoting it because it is true, it is a, it is a tricky thing, it is a, a very um, unconventional topic, so, so that would be our, also our, one of their strategies. Okay, I see. So, uh, uh, um, yeah, working with the community to get more uh, more feedback mm -hmm. and more support. Um, how do you see the plan? Like, um, if you, you launch in Korea, um, will you target other market? And at what uh, at what term is it? Mid term, long term? At the moment, we are planning to target Korea, but. Uh... We are also looking into expanding to East and Southeast Asia. And that would be our idea more in long term once we see uh, uh, if he has worked in Korea or not. Uh, since we know, first of all, that there is a language barrier and also many cultural barriers, which like are very different from one country to another one. Okay. Uh, by the way, what does EKI uh, stand for? So Eki in Basque, it means the East. And it means also in Basque mythology is the daughter of the sun. So Basque is the language that we speak in our region of Spain. Uh, for mm -hmm. the 
ones who don't know it. Um, and we found it, we didn't want, uh, wanted to have an explicit name uh, because we thought that it, would, it could be too much for here. So we decided to give it a more also deeper meaning and, and, and that it reflects that we are uh, two Basque uh, with also uh, Koreans um, and, and other people from Asia working here in the East. So that would be the, the analogy of it. <laughs> Okay, so it's not a, a the, the name doesn't uh, doesn't really present the the, the the company, right? People have to find out what it's about, right? Is that correct? Yes, it was one of the right. feedbacks that we received uh, from the beginning, actually, that many people were saying, I don't want if I have the app on my phone and someone sees my phone, I don't want them to identify with the name that it's something related to sex education. I would like to keep it private. So we also followed that concept. Makes sense. That makes sense. Mm. Yeah. So, so yeah, you guys are also um, uh, members of the fun company. Um, so, mm -hmm. uh, uh, can you can you tell us more about what this is? Yeah. So the fun company is a company that was created four years ago. Um, like Anya said, we are part of this entrepreneurship program together with many. We're eleven people inside of the company right now, uh, and we are from Spain, Korea. Costa Rica and United States. Um, and we have four different lines. Basically, it is an umbrella company that hosts different projects inside. One of them is Eki. Then there is another project called Shorewith, where they are do, uh, doing, uh, they are teaching Spanish classes, but with the flipped methodology, which is um, in this methodology that they are using mainly in. Um, Northern uh, Europe. And then we have Module Lab, where they are creating products with recycled plastic from the ocean of the Jeju Island. And lastly, Global Youth Lab, that is a project where they are trying to bring entrepreneurship to the rural areas of, of Korea. So we are 11 people working on those projects. And then we normally have once a week meetings um, all together. So it is like, a, it is based on a cooperativity model where all the earnings uh, go like to the same spot. And between all of us, we are able to manage what resources go to each project and, and how, we, how the projects are developing basically. Okay, and so a uh, fun company was created in uh, in Seattle, right, in the U.S. So a uh, fun company started in in Spain. We have different entities depending on where we've been. So in Spain we have a junior association, and then in, in Seattle we have an LLC, and right now we have another company in Korea. Okay, so it's not everybody will move to Korea, right? It's only a, a part of the the, the fun company. We're all of us here settled right all now. All of you guys, yeah. Are, yeah okay, that yes. once was not clear. Okay, so you so, guys, that's what I don't understand, sorry, is why did you guys suddenly decide to move from Seattle to Seoul? So we know that it might be a tricky concept. <laughs> um, Just curious. The thing is that, yeah, yeah, definitely. Within our program, uh, the aim of it is that it develops international entrepreneurs. So that we get to know the startup is seen in many different countries and different innovations that are developing at the moment, and we are able to adapt quickly and, and create some revenue, definitely. Uh, so our experience has been, we started three months in Shanghai, then we've been for a year in Spain, 
we were settled for six months in in Seattle and then we we're gonna go for a year to China but we were there in the coronavirus uh, we came to Korea after that uh, it was then we were in Berlin <laughs> then we came back to Korea the, the coronavirus year was quite hectic but the um, the thing is that when we've been going to any country we've established an entity there and we've done business there and worked with local people there it is true that um, you, you may ask, I mean, for six months, what can you develop? Until which degree can you develop something? And then it is so hard to bring it to another different market. It is true. That's something that we've struggled with, but uh, Korea is our final destination. So all these years we've been learning and testing in other countries and generating projects and generating money. And Korea, it's finally where, where we decided to settle down. Um, and all our all our projects are based uh, startups are based here for the long term so okay so now you're here for good but but why korea yes so the um, so it is true that it was uh, proposed by our um, by our program uh, korea but right now for example as lucia mentioned before uh, the push of the government on innovation on entrepreneurs on our startups has been incredible the economy of korea is booming uh, the technological advances here are also um, making a difference worldwide, and also the um, the, the network of our of our um, academy uh, here was uh, growing a lot. So we decided to that Korea could be the place. Fair enough. In regards to our project personally, then there's other uh, wise like what Lucia mentioned before, but. Okay, um, so back to Eki. Are you guys still recruiting or still looking for, for people? What's the status now? So yes, we're still recruiting. We are um, mainly looking for a sexologist or sex educator. And, and that's all. We will be looking further into developers um, in the near future, hopefully. But at the moment, we are looking for a sexologist. Okay. Um, Thanks very much for your time and for uh, uh, so, um, uh, yeah, taking the time to answer to my question and to present the, uh, your startup. Um, just to finish, do you have like a final announcement or something you want to share with the audience? Well, thank you very much. First of all, Bart, also for the opportunity. It was very nice to, to talk to you and to just talk about, about our startup. Um, I mean, I think that just for a final note, um, uh, yes, I don't know, like just like letting people know that we are very passionate about what we are doing right now, that we are also very, like we are young people who are experiencing also in their daily life, this lack of knowledge about uh, sex and um, relationship education topics and the consequences that it entails. So we understand and empathize with the frustrations like of our target market. So we are making an effort to craft the app with the most uh, innovative and, and most um, necessary features for for all of all of us. Um, and that we have an Instagram account right now that uh, we are creating educational content. Like there are like a small peels, let's say, uh, of the contents that will appear in the app that is called Eki underscore Edu from education. So Eki underscore Edu, okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And yeah, we will be opening a crowdfunding the 1st of June. And we are right now also opening a beta test group. So if anyone is interested in testing the app or in helping us develop the app, uh, please let, in us, let us know and like we can, you can DM us in Instagram and we can work from there. Okay, and uh, hopefully very soon you will announce uh, if you if you join one of the accelerator programs, right? Yeah, hopefully. Okay, okay. well, we Thank wish you that. Thank you so that. much, Bart. Thank you, and uh, yeah, well, see you. you. Nice talking to you too, and see you soon. See you. Thank you for listening. If you like what we're doing, you can subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app. Feel free to share it with your friends. You can also join La French Tech Soul by registering on their website at lafrenchtechsoul.com. And stay tuned for the next episode.